Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from Within The Ropes and The Bullet Cast. It's Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It is going great, Huey. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I feel great. So excited to have you back with me. We have yes. so much to talk about this week. We're going to talk some clickbait news, talk some WWE weekend uh, for WWE shows, and we're going to talk some AEW Dynamite last night. Very exciting episode of Beach Break, their annual, <laughs> I, I was going to say beach themed show, but yeah. which I think <laughs> of spring or summertime, but it always takes place in January in winter. But Oh, yeah, and there's no beach. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother thing we'll get into. Actually, it was in Cleveland last night. I guess technically there are beaches in Cleveland, but it's too wow. cold, man, because they have a lake that's there. True. So that's the beach. But, right. um, so yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. So you and I, we're going to just go through the highlights of all that stuff. But first, get into some clickbait news. And actually, this is more or less a review, but I do want to touch on it. So, uh, this past, was it Sunday? Uh, GCW had their big pay-per-view live on Fight TV. It was the, called The World on GCW, live from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Legendary venue. Brian, uh, you know, you and I, we yep. pop looking or seeing that ballroom on TV. Just historically, like so many events have taken oh, yeah. place there, right? Definitely. I'm Definitely. trying to think. It was, it was special seeing it. It looked a little different. Almost looked bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, so the Hammerstein Ballroom. I uh, you know it's a legendary venue, in New York City. They've had a variety of events go on there. I'm trying to think. Was Raw Raw used to be there back in the day, right? Like in the '90s, early '90s. I'm trying to think. Was Remember it? the episode where Bobby the Brain Heenan <clears throat> was trying to get back? He got he kicked out, to- and he's trying to get <laughs> yeah. back in. I think that's the Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay. So many other events have taken place there. I think more recently, in the last, what, 15 years, ECW had their one-night stand, pay-per-views under the WWE umbrella there, like 2005 yep. and 2006. Yep. And what's cool about the ballroom is, you know, it's, like, stacked. Like, yep. you notice that? Like, the crowd, they're, like, in sections. And it's, yep. like, I don't know. It's it's a little scary because I'm, like, I feel like people can lean over and, like, there's not a lot of holding them up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh... It's a very nice venue, very unique, and it's it's to me it's like up there with the Madison Square Gardens. You really? know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I I honestly, 
you know, I honestly wish more like more wrestling companies would run that at least mm-hmm. at least once. I mean, it doesn't always have to be like in like an ECW or an extreme tribute or anything like that, but just just to give it a, a different, unique feel uh, to you know whatever TV show, whether it's Raw or SmackDown or or Impact or I, I would say Impact's more likely to run something like that just because I mean they probably don't have as many fans uh, loyal enough to fill it up, but maybe you you never know. Yeah. The thing is, uh, I think also in recent years, I think ring of honor was running a lot of shows out of there as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was gaining some wrestling love by way of ring of honor, but yeah, so GCW a few months ago announced that they're going to have a big pay-per-view there. This was, I guess, technically the largest venue that they were trying to book a show out of, and they sold it out. So for this, quote, independent wrestling promotion, which a lot of people consider to be the third largest promotion in North America now, or at least in the U.S., right? And that could be up for debate. Um, as far as popularity, I can see that. But maybe from a business standpoint, I can maybe see Impact still be the larger company. But, yeah, so they announced this big pay-per-view at the Hammerstein Ballroom sold out and you know people are excited it's like wow this really shows how popular gcw is um so yeah the show started and yeah i'm, I'm with you like the hammerstein ballroom it looked different i guess it had a different paint job mm-hmm. if you look at the old like ecw one night stand pay-per-views you know it had the more the old like tan mm-hmm. brownish color this looked like gray is that yeah right? do you know this sounds like a gray yeah, color all around definitely like a gray color um Kind of threw me off. I was like, "Wait, where is that? Are they really is there?" This? <laughs> this is yeah, Hairline Ballroom. But it was also an interesting setup. Like, I guess the stage where maybe bands would play that looked like that was the ramp that the mm-hmm. wrestlers will walk down and then walk down the stairs to the ring in the yep. middle of the main floor, and then all the seats above looking down on it. So, and they had a pretty cool aerial shot. I think uh, like during the pay per view, I was like, "Oh, that really cool shows how packed it is." Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. Did you notice that that ring seemed a little small? That was it. It did. It didn't seem like I don't full size. Yeah, it didn't seem full size at all. And especially you could especially notice when you're in a venue like that. Again, that's why that's probably why it felt so like like there was like there was more space in that building. Yeah. Like usually it's like packed like. You obviously you can put like a guardrail and stuff around, but uh-huh. then there's not much floor space. Like there was floor, and I mean maybe it's because they didn't have very much mat down either. Like it yeah. was like I taught, very, I that too. Very small pieces of mat at at a ringside, but yeah, I mean I don't know what's up with the small rings. <laughs> I mean, it's like them MLW. Yeah have small rings um i mean you know as far as nor- bigger lo- normal size i think of yeah wwe aew mm-hmm. um impact i think they have a regular size ring i'm trying to think off the top of my head uh, so it's interesting when some promotions use a smaller ring i don't know if, if it's cheaper that way or i'm always right. kind of curious like for me when i see a small ring, I'm like oh it just it seems more clutter like guys are just bumping into each other easier yeah. and it's kind of let it's harder i think to move around so yeah i prefer the more bigger normal size ring but um unfortunately i miss the like the kickoff show um they had the paps blue ribbon which is the sponsor uh <laughs> kickoff battle royal 
Uh, and they also had a Paps Blue Ribbon kickoff scramble match. I miss both, unfortunately. But I, I mean, they're both available on YouTube if you want to go back and watch it. But it looks like Big Vin won by last eliminating Charles Mason in the Battle Royal. And then Grim Reefer defeated Alex Zane, Dante Leon, Shane Mercer, Jack Cartwheel, and Ninja Mac in the scramble match. Um, so I got to go back and watch it. Uh, our buddy Richard says it was really good, pretty entertaining stuff. So I got to check it out. Uh, the main <laughs> show itself, and, you know, we have to go, uh, we don't have to go through all these matches per se. I guess for you, I'll, I'll start with this. What were kind of your overall takes of the show itself? Well, <clears throat> I think for me, it it like I went into it like, OK, I'm going to really give this a shot. You know, it's got a lot of hype on it. Let me see what happens. And I went into it and it definitely felt like um, an attempt uh, to bring like an ECW feel. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like like if you didn't know like who was going to be on the card or what was going on or if there was no label on it like gcw like you would almost think it was an ecw yeah. event like you were getting ready to watch like a reunion or something like that <laughs> extreme um, yeah and for, for I, paul I, heyman I, <laughs> joey styles <laughs> oh my god can't fight can't bill alfonso fight. runs out there <laughs> we did get a bill alfonso signing yeah. which yeah. i popped for and sabu who we, i yep. just saw like what two weekends ago it was such a yep. trip <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Joey Sasco Total elimination. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the old school ECW fans. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, but uh, yeah, no, sorry, we're saying, but yeah, the whole ECW vibe was very much a pre- a presence there. Yeah, it was, and the matches were okay, I think, but um, I think there was, I think a lot of them were overbooked. Yeah, um, oh yeah, the Matt Cardona <laughs> match. <laughs> Like that was that one was really overbooked. Um, I think the best match had to be um, the Blake Christian. Oh yeah, I, I liked Blake Christian and and um, Leo, Leo Rush. Rush. Yeah, yeah, and it was supposed to be Blake Christian and Gresham, right? Yeah, but apparently Gresham couldn't make it last minute. Yeah, yeah, uh, something like and, that. And also, like, apparently Nick Wayne was supposed to wrestle, but um. But I guess the rumor was like New York City Commission wouldn't allow him to wrestle because he's 16 years old. Yeah. Which is interesting because we've seen Nick Wayne wrestle out here at West Coast Pro Wrestling. You know, he's based up in Washington State. So he's, you know, we know him on the West Coast. Um, So it's kind of bum. I guess him and his mom flew all the way there and then like last minute was told he couldn't wrestle. Uh, wow. But I think Joey Janela said he wanted to make it up to him. He's like, who do you want to wrestle? I'll, I'll, I'll make it up to you. And I think Nick Wayne said he wanted to wrestle. Um, Oh my god! New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, the champ who just lost to Okada, uh, uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. That's right. So I don't know. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was with you, man. I'm watching this, and like, literally, if you did not tell me it was GCW or like the logo was not present, mm-hmm. I would have swore this was an ECW show, like an ECW yep. revival or. I, you know, as you and I talked off the air, we both watched ECW live back in the day in the 90s. And so just the whole vibe, the presentation, it just had that ECW feel, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And and listen, I'm not going to act like I'm some GCW expert. I mean, I've seen clips online and on Twitter and stuff and, and Instagram. But like I said, I'm not an expert. I don't know much about these people, the roster. 
So for me, I was very much going into this blind, be like, okay. Like, I think a lot of people tuning in for the first time, it's like, all right, show me what you got. And if I dig mm-hmm. it, I'll, I'll keep watching. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they probably a little pressure on them to deliver just for yeah. their own, you know, to, to increase their popularity and their exposure. Oh, yeah. um, and to live up to the, all the hype, you know? Yeah. And that's <clears> something maybe we can end on the discussion about is, did they live up to it and where they go from here? But right. Uh, yeah, I mean, very much. I felt like it was a love letter to ECW, and and you know, from the clips I've seen online, I mean, I felt like GCW. From my impression, I think a lot of people they're known a lot for their death matches and Nick Gage and what he does, and and I was like, and I see a lot of their stuff, and I was like, this reminds me of ECW a little bit. But then they do have some like good, just regular matches and stuff, and I'm like, oh. Very much like ECW, because ECW wasn't always extreme. I mean, it was more like no rules, but at least they still have amazing wrestling as well. Right. So, you know, watching all this, I was like, this very much does feel like ECW. And, uh, yeah, I, I was digging a lot of it. Um, there were some matches that, you know, were not as good as others. <laughs> it was, you know, some of these people, little botches and just, you know, yep. not as smooth and technical. You know, we might see like in WWE or AEW or New Japan, but nonetheless, like an A for effort as far as I'm going out there. I'm sure a lot of people, they were probably nervous. It's like their yeah. biggest crowd they've ever wrestled in front of. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing, too, that was just kind of interesting is, uh, you know, w- w- with GCW, it's, uh, you know, I saw someone come or a graph on Instagram it was like, Back in the 90s, it was WWF, WCW, ECW. Now we got... I've seen that too. Oh, WWE, AEW, and GCW. So it's very much how much, you know, history repeats itself in many ways. Um, Yeah, so, like, uh, um, you know, for the card itself, uh, that grabbed the brass ring ladder match, that was interesting to watch. You know, AJ Gray, PCO, Alex Cullen, G. Raver, (laughs) Tony Deppin, Jimmy Lloyd, and Jordan Oliver all wrestling trying to get the brass ring and the winner will receive a match of their choosing at any time. Um, <laughs> I, the thing that stuck out to me, AJ Gray, who is the current West Coast Pro Wrestling Champion, yeah. took that nasty fall off the ladder. Like, And I thought, I, I didn't, I honestly thought he did it on purpose. Like, I, it I looked thought, like, I it thought looked he like was just... trying to deliver an elbow to the ladder. Like he was trying to punch the ladder the way he just fell right onto it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought he was doing it on purpose to kind of, I don't know, just do something crazy to get the fans excited. I, I don't know, but apparently he slipped, and I missed the slip. And you know, I hope he's all right. <laughs> he said, like, you know, he's fine, but despite that botch, he still walked away as uh, picking up the brass ring, and he and it. Um, he was supposed to have a match with Eddie Kingston that night, but Eddie Kingston couldn't make it, or whatever. So he got thrown yeah, in this Eddie, match. I think I think Eddie might be injured now too. Oh really? Yeah, I think I I'd read something about him being sidelined for you know a while. So oh no, oh, I, I think it was either that. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was either that or COVID. It's so many people that are out. Yeah, it's oh, either yeah. that or COVID. It's either that or COVID, or maybe both. Uh, let's see. Sure. Let me do a quick. Uh... Oh. Let's see. A couple days ago, Eddie Kingston picks up an injury out for unspecified time. Mm. Yeah. So, and that yeah. kind of, and it sucks because him and 
Jericho were kind of starting that little feud on TV. So mm-hmm. I guess that's on the back burner right now. But, uh, uh, you know, it was also interesting. I'm watching this and the commentary, you know, <laughs> it was a little jarring to hear how much cussing they were doing. Yes. Which, you know, for me, full disclosure, you know, I work in, you know, terrestrial radio. And so when I'm on the air, I got to speak clean and I can't cuss. I'm not allowed to cuss. When yep. I'm on the air, I never have that mentality of just saying whatever I want and just cussing. Right. You know, we have a running joke like, you know, talk on the air how you talk to your grandma. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's kind of like the mentality. So yep. when I'm listening to the commentators just cussing up a storm or calling people out saying stuff, I'm like, whoa. Granted, like I said, I don't watch GCW regularly, so it was kind of mind-boggling. Like, whoa, hearing commentators just cuss up a storm. Which, <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, you know, if they're trying to go for a more mainstream audience. Now, granted, it is pay-per-view, so you can get away with stuff like that. But if yeah. you're trying to get, like, a TV deal or something, you might have to clean it up. That's my mentality yep. from a business standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, anyway, that that was kind of interesting to hear. Um one of the matches of the night was probably the trios match. Team Gringo defeated Team Bandito. I mean, just watch it for all the crazy spots there, man. Anything that stood out for you in that one? So the clip I know it was I know it's posted on Twitter. Um of the two guys doing the backflip mm. um off of the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Or one it was like it was like from the inside out. Um, I forget well, exactly. Well, I remember the one they were like all three were stacked. Like it was yes, one guy, and then, and then they were and then they were punching each other. Yeah, and then and then the the, the top guys fell off, and then yeah, and then they all kind of just collapsed. And that, then was like a, the, that was another really good spot. And then like a like a big hurricanrana, I think at some point as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So the match was insane, very entertaining. The crowd loved it; it got them going. Um, Blake Christensen, who. You know, was in NXT last year. He's kind of yep. reestablishing himself on the indie scene. Um, he, I thought he cut a pretty good promo before his match, saying like, "Hey, I was supposed to wrestle Gresham, but I still want to fight tonight." Leo yep. Rush came out, answered the call, which we'll talk about Leo Rush in a second. Um, yep. Great match there, as as you mentioned. You probably that was your match of the night, right? You said, "Yeah, definitely." Oh, yeah. So Blake Christian, I mean, I think it's great for him to kind of, you know, reestablish his character. And I thought that was a good promo to get the crowd going. Yeah. Um, next up was probably the most overbooked match of the whole night. Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green in his corner, his <laughs> wife, taking on Joey Janela. You know, <laughs> people, and I would think maybe the GCW fan base specifically, they like the crap on WWE for their overbooking. Yeah. This match had a ton of it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, between, uh, you know, Hornswoggle, uh, 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 Brian Myers, right? Is it Brian yep. Myers? Yeah, Brian, Brian Myers, Myers come out. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, Chelsea Green doing her thing in the ring as well. There was a lot going on here. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> What is going on? You know what, though? Matt Cardona, like, I was actually happy for him. You know, yeah. I, I I smiled when I seen him make his entrance and just seeing how focused and happy he is doing what he's doing right now after, you know, 
I forget how many years he was in WWE, but I know it had to be like close to 10 or, you know, mm-hmm. a little over 10. Right. So um, the fact that he's doing his thing and I honestly think that he like if 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 wrestling had uh, an award show, um, I believe like kind of like the NBA, I believe he'd be most improved mm-hmm. uh, wrestler of the year because uh, He's really making it like he's continuing to make sure his name is out there, make sure people are talking about him. And I like it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he he's really reinvented himself. He's definitely he knows he's a former WWE guy and that's what he's known for. So mm-hmm. he is definitely the opposite of what fans in DCW want to see in the yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. So he plays that up. He comes off at the ultimate heel, the ultimate villain. Like yep. I'm a former WWE guy. <laughs> and, and like, look at me. I, I, I'm amazing in shape. I'm a great wrestler, all that. You know, he's the polar opposite of what a GCW wrestler is. Yep. And, you know, he had matches with Nick Gage and, um, some other people on the roster over the last, you know, however long he's been there since last year. Yep. So it's, to his credit, he knows how to go after that audience and get that heat from them. It's just being this over the top character. I seen a lot of people were upset over, you know, all the WWE uh, stuff that he did in there. Obviously, you know, with the Mick Foley references, oh, yeah. and the callback to um, Edge. Edge, Edge with, with Brian, Brian Myers. Myers had the helmet and the leather jacket. I was like, oh, it's funny. Oh my god! I mean, you know, it, it, the thing was like the match was almost twenty minutes, and it felt like it went on longer. So, yeah, you know, the match it was the la- longest match on the car, and they probably could have cut it a lot shorter. Mm. But yeah, they had so much overbooking in there. Yeah, it went way too long, and so I can see why some people were frustrated with this match. And it's like, okay, yeah. you could have done the same story, but just done it shorter. Oh yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he uh, actually picked up the win over Joey Janela. But, yeah, but Matt Cardona, to his credit, he's been doing GCW stuff. He was a former GCW champion last mm-hmm. year. Uh, he's doing stuff with Impact Wrestling. He's doing stuff with NWA. So he is kind of being like a free agent, just roaming around, like very much like an old school wrestler was in the territories. He's just going from place to place. So to his credit, like, you know, hey, more power to him. Uh, and then, like, I don't know if this really was technically a match, but they just kind of threw it together. Um, you know, it was second gear crew. We see Mance Warner come out to the ring. And, oh, yeah. Um, he gets attacked by, uh, so it's 44OH. Am I pronouncing that right? Those I guys. Think so. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, so. I don't watch a lot of GCWs. I, I'm like, I'm like a little lost. <laughs> uh, they start attacking him. Uh, you know, Mance Warner, you know, He's injured, but he d- didn't want to miss the show. So he's out there. Uh, and then his tag team partner, Matthew Justice, comes out. And then sure enough, Sabu comes out with Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso with the whistle. <laughs> and Sabu pointing to the sky. Which, shout out to Sabu. He had a mask on. I thought that was very yes. smart. Very responsible yes. of him. A lot very of people, A lot of people in that small room. So he's probably like, mm-hmm. I got to protect myself. So mm-hmm. shout out to Sabu. But he threw the chair. They're, they're all throwing chairs at each other. Um, <laughs> you know, Sabu, he can't really take any bumps now. So he'll make appearances. But yeah. he'll, you give him a chair, he'll throw it at someone. <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah. 
But Bill Alfonso, man, he looks great for his age. He does. I think he looks better now than he did 20 years ago. <laughs> it's good for it's right. good to get away from the ring for a while. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, Ruby Soho next up took on Alley Catch, which yep. uh, about ten minutes long. Great showing for both ladies. You know, Ruby Soho obviously from AEW, so get some more star power on the card. Anything from that match stood out for you? Um, not not much, not yeah. much really. Um, I think again, it was another match that I think was um, under promoted overlooked i think obviously when you when you have a card with you know cardona who like i said has been doing some of the best work of anyone really just being consistent you know being a jerk that he is that he plays out to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you have someone like him on the card when you have you know all these different indie guys that a lot of people love when you have you know, John Moxley on the card. It's just, it. you know, I feel like it kind of takes away, especially when you don't build it up to be something. I mean, there wasn't much like build up to the event already mm-hmm. as it is, but I mean, we're talking pay-per-view. It just, you know, you, you want to put a little more effort and that's, I guess, another issue that I have with just the show altogether mm-hmm. is that I wish it was um, pushed and played up to be like, you know, a, a big show because, you know, they did have a lot of odds, a lot of people. I mean, I was on Twitter scrolling the entire day. People were like, man, I can't wait for GCW. And I meant it. I never see or hear people talk about GCW like that, mm-hmm. but not to not. I mean, it's long winded, but but yeah, I thought the match was good. Um, Ruby Soho out here grinding, you know, yeah. I mean, what whether she's on AEW TV, you know, Dynamite and Rampage. She's on the Indies working for any and every promotion. Mm-hmm. So that's she's talented and it just makes me so mad because like, man, I wish I wish WWE used her more. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think for a lot of them, that's their motivation since being released from WWE is gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna prove mm-hmm. that you made the wrong decision and I'm gonna go out there and become a bigger star than what yep. you could have handled with me. So um, match I was really surprised with Jeff Jarrett taking on Effie. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett looked great, man. He Jeff, looked jacked. Jeff, Jeff man. <laughs> I Jeff, was like, what? Jeff looking like he could he could do this for you know a good year. <laughs> I mean, and, and, yeah. I mean, and I, I love Jeff Jarrett. I think he has mm-hmm. one of the best punches in pro oh, wrestling yeah. all time. Him, yep. Jerry Lawler. Um, there was someone else from Tennessee. I'm totally blanking, and my brother's gonna kill me for not knowing. But you know, there's a handful of people who are like throw amazing work punches in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and Jeff Jarrett is one of them. So Definitely. I've always been a fan. But um, Jerry you know, Lawler got a nice punch too. What's that? Jerry Lawler's got yeah. a nice punch too. Oh yeah, too. <laughs> Dude, the whole ten, ten, uh, yeah, the whole Tennessee yeah. scene back in the day, mid south. Yep. But. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was definitely interesting seeing Jeff Jarrett as like this lone wolf, or, was wolf or ranger. I was gonna say, um, probably ranger. <laughs> but you know, he like comes out all black and he's like yep. a cowboy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is interesting, something different. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, he's the old school veteran coming in, which you know, I was really amazed that you know they brought Jarrett, Ruby Soho, some of these outsiders coming in, which I want to touch on that as well. 
Um, but yeah, he picked up the victory over Effie, which I was really surprised because Effie's like one of the old school originals. Yep. Um, and that was the other thing. You know, he comes out to Elton John and they played that and that one on the pay-per-view. I'm like, did they have the music rights for that? <laughs> I mean, there were a few other songs. Um, oh, I forgot. Speaking of songs that they were playing that they probably didn't own the rights to was when X-Pac came out. Yep. They're playing the DX music. I'm like, yeah. I don't think you have the rights to that. They'll be playing it on pay-per-view. <laughs> They're just breaking all the rules. Very ECW-like, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> they broke it down. And yeah. they break, break it down. But yeah, no, ECW, yeah, they used to play just the actual songs, and they had to get like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, parody <laughs> cover versions of them. Yeah. Just um, like their titles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, because uh, yeah, X Pac came out for the save on um, uh, Second Gear Crew, right? That's when he came out, made the save there. I'm trying to remember now. I think it was there, or was it Joey Janelle? I think yeah, I think it was, Car- it was Cardona and Joey. That's Janelle. right, it was Cardona because Cardona yeah. was like, and he did a post match interview. He said DX is dead. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, X Pac came out to save for Joey Janela against Matt yeah. Cardona and his crew. Um, Again, <laughs> X-Pac, you know, he's cleared to wrestle again. So this is probably his, the... That's cool, man. First attempt Enter for him to come back. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. Hopefully for the Rumble. Um, so, you know, X-Pac looked great making the save. And then... Uh, um, but yeah, Jeff Jarrett, you know, wins here. And it was a pretty good match. Like I said, I don't know a lot about Effie and his in-ring style, but he was definitely kind of just throwing his arms around the air and stuff like that, which is... yeah. Um, Karen Cross said, or Killer Cross, rather, said on his live stream a couple days ago that that was his favorite match on the on the show. Oh, really? So that, yeah. Okay, so right that was on. Interesting. Uh, next up for the GCW World Championship, it was Moxley and Homicide, which a lot of people were kind of shocked. It's like, wait, this is the main event already, and like mm-hmm. the tag titles were. I thought we were gonna be on the bill, so you know, a little switcheroo there. Um, this is Moxley's. First match back with GCW since he's been out in rehab. And, um, you know, I know he had a match on Rampage a couple days before that. Um, And we saw the tease of him and Brian Danielson. So maybe we're going to get that feud in AEW soon. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, But, yeah, Homicide and him, pretty good match. You know, know, I I wish they could have gotten a little bit more time. Uh, Moxley was getting a lot of offense in. But probably the highlight, Brian, was... uh, the crowd saying F you bully Ray F you yeah. bully Ray <laughs> for his comments. He sent a busted open radio last week saying mm-hmm. Moxley, when he made his return to AEW, he said great promo, but he should he owed an apology to the fans. And everyone was mm-hmm. like, screw you bully Ray. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He's taking care of his health. You don't need to apologize to anything. Yeah. So the crowd heard that. And yeah, they let bully Ray know <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome at GCW. <laughs> Bully Ray probably loved the heat he was getting. Oh, apparently. yeah. I'm sure magnet. he did. <laughs> uh, anything for that match for you stood out? Um, Not really. I think it, it, it was it was very short, shorter than what I thought. I feel like Mox, um, even his match from Rampage, I still I feel like he's trying to, like, you know, get caught up, like, you know, get his legs under him or catch it, like, get his, his uh, just get back in that mode. He's very lean, too. So I don't know. I don't know if he's lost any strength or anything, but mm. like, you know, maybe because I was thinking that too. I was like, wow, he's really back in his, 
like second match since uh you know since he left for rehab is going to be at a gcw event <laughs> i was like is he ready for that like yeah i don't like is his body ready for that so it seemed very um um you know it went back pretty quick and and i i think it had a lot to do with it this only being his second match so obviously he wasn't going to go crazy or do too much mm-hmm. but i'm happy for him man and again he looks great um the 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 bully raid chance was pretty crazy um and i was waiting for i was waiting to see if mox was gonna like respond to it i think him and homicide were just getting ready to lock up when yeah. they started it yeah. so <laughs> but um yeah the match overall was good yeah and um um you know homicide if you missed him at west coast pro wrestling earlier this month he will be back in a couple of weeks february 11th the Art of Drowning right. over at the State Room in South San Francisco. So get your tickets. He will be teaming up with um, uh, Jacob Fatu and taking on, I think, is it Team GCW, more or less, right? Let me. Uh, <laughs> that's what Effie's making his first appearance with. That's right. Um, I'm excited to see Effie. Uh, where is it? Oh, Nick Wayne's going to be at Art of Drowning as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gringo Locos. What? Oh man, it's like a lot of GCW people on this card. Um, yeah, so Jacob Fatu and Homicide versus Second Gear Crew of Effie and AJ Gray. So yeah, it's pretty much Team West Coast or no wait, Homicide's on the East Coast, but t- uh, Team Jacob Fatu taking on Team um, you know GCW there. So yep. it's uh, uh, no, it's cool. Um, it's uh, I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, and then, yeah, so the main event was coming, and it's like Briscoe Brothers come out, and it's an open challenge for their GCW Tag Team Championships. Um, and a lot of people are like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be FTR? Because they had the little face. You know, they've been going back and forth on, on social media. They had the face-off at Ring of Honor. It's last show in December. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was not them. It was Matt uh, Tremont and Nick Gage. And Nick Gage's manager, Dewey Donovan, comes out. Crowd pause. They play the Metallica, his entrance song. And then there's songs like, do they have the rights for that? <laughs> but uh, the crowd popped for them. Obviously, Nick Gage. I know he's been hurt for a minute. So I think yeah. a lot of people were concerned if he was going to make the show or not because he wasn't scheduled. But sure enough, he, he comes there for the main he, event. He posted on Twitter, too, and was like, ask the owners why I'm not on the show. Oh no! <laughs> so he's buddies with the it. owner. <laughs> yeah, right. I would. I was like, oh boy, what happened? Did they fall out or what? <laughs> I know some people were bummed it was not FTR, but my thinking yes. is that's going to be saved for AEW. Oh yeah, AEW. Tony Khan's going to like, no, you guys. That feud is brewing really nicely. We're going to save that for an AEW show. Yep. Um, so yeah, Briscoe's FTR that's coming soon. I imagine um, the match. It was like a little underwhelming because it was cut short. Because since they're on pay per view, they have a hard out time of eight o'clock Pacific, um, eleven Eastern. So literally, with a few minutes left in the show, the ref quickly made a three count and it just suddenly ended. A lot of people were like, "Whoa, that was it? That was the finish? That was short." But I think they wanted in early so that way Nick Gage had time to cut his promo, say thank yep. you, get the crowd going one more time. Yep. I think that's all that was. Anything mm-hmm. for you? Anything else for that main event that stood out? Nah, not really. Again, it was another, I think, missed opportunity. While you had everybody, you know, who you have your, you have your, 
your you know gcw loyalists your your faithful watching mm-hmm. but you also have people a lot of people who i'm sure were tuning in for the very first time and yeah. i think um it was it's just unfortunate it had to end like that and go down like that because i think it left a lot of people like what like that's it or that's how it's gonna end or okay you know outside of everything else that happened on the show whether it was overbooked or you know underbooked or you know, shout out to AJ Gray, but falling off a ladder. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, the Cardona match, if they shaved off like five, 10 minutes and applied mm-hmm. that to the main event, then it would yep. have probably been a better main event right there. Yep. Or maybe Didn't you one, said that was the long, that was the longest match, right? Yeah. It was almost 20 minutes. The yeah, Cardona wow. match. And the other thing to too, I was shocked. If you really think about it, all the outsiders who came into this pay-per-view mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett, Ruby Soho, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if you want to count Matt Cardona, even though he's a former champion, right. um, you get what I'm saying, though? Matt, These Matt, people- just keep, Matt just keeps on winning over there. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting. You think about it, like, I would have thought, I thought Effie was going to win over Jeff Jarrett, like, just mm-hmm. beat him. But maybe Jeff Jarrett's like, not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm coming, I'll, I'll come make the appearance. I'll bring my star power. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not losing. <laughs> um, and no probably way. same for Ruby Soho. Cause, you know, maybe Nick, I was going to Nick, Tony Khan. <laughs> maybe he's like, okay, I'll give you permission, but you can't lose. Yeah. Cause she's, you know, she's a big thing right now in AEW. So she's not going to go to another promotion and lose right now. So if you're going to yeah. borrow talent from a bigger promotion, I, I think the unspoken word or unwritten rule is they're not going to lose at, at the smaller show. They're coming yeah. to bring their star power, and but you got to let them win as well. So exactly. I kind of think that's what happened here. So I was a little shocked with that. You know, overall, like I said, some matches were okay. Some were better than others. I just kind of wonder what they're going to do here from now. This is arguably their biggest show, their biggest turnout, their biggest just uh, interaction on social media and exposure. And everyone talking about them. Yep. You know, is this, is this the peak of GCW and are they going to start kind of going down? Or yeah. can they, can they capitalize on this momentum and keep growing even bigger? Could this lead to like a TV deal? Could this lead to some other possibilities? That's, the question here is like, okay, you know, you have this moment in your promotion's history. What do you go from here now? So this is going to be Does, a, a big turning point. Do they have a? Do you, do you know if they have a show that they're running during Mania weekend? Oh, um, I do not know because you, you know that hmm. might be another opportunity to. I, I don't know. Let's. Let me see. I know they. I mean, they have the weekly show. Or shows like on Fight TV, right? Like you pay, yeah. you pay to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what what else is there. Um, hmm. It's gonna be interesting though. Like, yeah, what they're gonna do moving forward though is, um, you know, uh, for them, or, like what other you know possibilities can they capitalize on this momentum? So, yeah, I would hope they, you know, it works out for them and they do some big things. So, uh, we'll wait yeah. and see. So. Yeah, check it out. You know, if if you want to experience something different, another form of alternative from mainstream wrestling, check it out. Or a lot of these people, you know, do independent wrestling as well. So go check them out in your local wrestling show if they come out. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. A uh, couple other things real quick to touch on. Um, big news came out a few days ago. 
it is being reported or rumor is that uh, Ronda Rousey is going to make a return to WWE, specifically make an appearance at the Royal Rumble. Brian, thoughts, <sighs> man. I mean, it's a that's a that's a big deal. I think. Um, I feel like you know she's got unfinished business. Um, it was sort of CM Punk ish, like how she left. I know she was hurt, you know, but it was sort of like she kind of just you know disappeared after she lost the championship. Um, and at WrestleMania, you know, Becky and there's history there, Mm -hmm. so it would be cool to see her in the Rumble. I know a lot of people were like, oh, she's she's going to win it so she can, you know, fight Becky if she does show up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that'll how that'll do with the, you know, the rest of the WWE universe. <laughs> yeah. For me, it, I feel like it's kind of a catch 22. Yeah. As far as, OK, last time we saw her was at WrestleMania 35, losing the triple threat match to Becky Lynch when she defeated her and Charlotte became yep. uh, two belt Becky. Yeah. Um, Ronda left, as you said, I think she was injured, but then also wanted to start a family. She had the baby girl with her husband yep. back in September. Mm-hmm. But rumor is she's been training recently, so maybe she has been planning for a return for a while. It's so I know she I think has a little bit of time left on her contract because of you know when you're away it gets pushed back. Um, yeah. Because it was supposed to expire, I think, last April. Um, so she probably has a couple more matches she's obligated to do. Yeah. Um, so here's my thing. It's it, <laughs> My thinking is, okay, if Ronda comes to the Royal Rumble, makes an appearance, mm-hmm. you're not bringing her in just to lose or get eliminated. I feel like if she's in it, she's going to be the clear winner. Unless, and I, I mentioned this on Bullcast earlier I, I said unless maybe she comes in and she gets eliminated to to set something up i mean i'm thinking like while a lot of people are saying that she could go up against um becky mm-hmm. she could be in there to maybe set something up with charlotte too and i know there's n- not really no history in it or anything there but you know charlotte is charlotte and if well, you want to and didn't they have their Survivor Series match in L.A.? They did. They did. They when did. Charlotte went crazy with the kendo stick on her? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there you go. You know, I mean, I you could, I mean, that'll be a, a nice swerve as well. You know, she enters the Rumble. I know everyone watching is going to be like, all right, Ronda's got this. And then boom, Charlotte throws her over the top. Uh, and then maybe Charlotte gets thrown over the top because she's so focused on getting Ronda out. Obviously, that'll get Charlotte out, give other girls the opportunity. But then you, I would start think Alexa Bliss will eliminate Charlotte because remember because she ripped up her Lily. Her That's Lily true. Doll. That's true. I just I don't know. <laughs> That's true. You might be onto something there too. It, it's I it's about Alexa. I know we've seen her on Raw lately, going to counseling yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. That's all another thing. But no, but here's my thing because like okay, if you bring back Ronda. I know some people are like, boo, I don't like that idea. You know, focus on people you currently have. Yeah. I understand that. But at the same time, Rhonda has star power. Mm-hmm. You bring her in, ESPN, Fox Sports, all these, you know, major n- news or sporting news websites, TV shows, networks will talk about her. And yeah. that gets more eyeballs on WWE. From a business standpoint, it makes sense to. Go all in on Ronda. If you get her in there 
for WrestleMania season from now to WrestleMania, do it. You got to focus on her. No offense oh, yeah. to anyone else. I know a lot of people are frustrated because, like, okay, if she wins and then she challenges Becky, then we finally get the one-on-one match that we wanted three years ago. Yeah, that we didn't get because then Charlotte, you know, was inserted into the match. So we <laughs> finally get the one-on-one match we've been wanting between Becky and Ronda. Mm-hmm. But then again, a lot of people are frustrated. Well, then what happens to Bianca Belair? You know, we're waiting for her to get her revenge for SummerSlam and what happened there. And for me, before the Ronda news came out, I was hoping Bianca would win the Royal Rumble Mm -hmm. and then challenge Becky and get her win back, become champion again. And, you know, remember everyone said after SummerSlam, wait and see how this plays out. That seems the perfect time to to for for Bianca to get her her revenge. Yep. And also, if you notice, Bianca has been kind of hinting on the microphone that she wants to win the Royal Rumble and be the first uh, back-to-back Royal Rumble winner since mm-hmm. um, uh, 98. Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold's the last one, what, 97, 98? Yep. So you're like, oh, that could be something. That could be a great feat or accomplishment yeah. for Bianca to do is yeah. become back-to-back Royal Rumble winner. That is so rare to do. So, Which is another reason why her rating should be higher than an 86 <laughs> in WWE 2K22. <laughs> I mean, we love Bianca Belair. Like, I, 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 I really want to see her get revenge. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe I could see it as, you know, maybe, all right, Ronda gets first dibs. But then again, like, if Ronda comes back, it, obviously, it's only a part-time schedule, so I don't see her back or defeating Becky at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. You know, let her do Royal Rumble appearance, get a match at WrestleMania, and then she can go off in the sunset again for a while. That's but true. Then, and then Bianca can come back into the picture and maybe get her her revenge at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. You know, almost a full year later, though, would it be too late by that point? So that's. That's kind of like the catch twenty two from a booking standpoint. I think WWE might be running into with right. all this. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, she could potentially Ronda could challenge Charlotte. That makes sense. Like I said, with the Survivor Series they had a couple years ago, mm-hmm. payback. I don't know. I, I, I'm torn <laughs> because, but I think for Charlotte, Alexa Bliss matchup makes more sense. Even though Alexa's on Raw, though, so how do you make that happen? We'll see. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I'm, uh, now that you said that, I'm I'm thinking now, like, okay, Royal Rumble is a perfect opportunity to set something like that up. Um, if you wanted to, you could. I mean, the, Royal Rumble. That's when things happen, you know, crossovers and feuds. You can have Alexa, you know, hop over to sort of like you know Seth. I mean, Seth happened for many reasons. I think he d- deserved it. He earned it. Uh, uh, he didn't get his one on one match. So Mm -hmm. they're finally doing right by Seth, but you can have Charlotte maybe get revenge from Alexa throwing her, throwing her over the top rope at at, at Royal Rumble and have Charlotte come over to raw and beat up Alexa or something. I don't know. Something interesting, something better than just, all right, (laughs) the match is set. Charlotte (laughs) and Alexa. (laughs) I mean, and and that's the thing. I, I think Royal Rumble, we know can set up, alternate storylines like someone mm-hmm. will eliminate someone else and it'll mm-hmm. that'll carry over to the next week television and stuff like that so charlotte entering the royal rumble 
as a champion is interesting, but I think they're yes. just low on, on talent to, to compete yeah. in the match. Yep. Um, Hope they have that, an idea for it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I think if Ronda comes in, it's like... Uh, I think it's a nice story. I'm sorry, good job. I, I think no. Charlotte being in the Rumble is a beautiful story for all these legends and, you, 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 you know, these women coming back, you know, you got the Bellas in there, you got Summer Rae, you got Michelle McCool. <laughs> I'm going to love seeing Charlotte throw each and every one of them over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, which I'm worried is, sure, Ronda comes back, but then a lot of people are going to boo her because she is going to eliminate people that are around all the time oh, and yeah. they're going to be frustrated. But then again, it's like, listen, it's a business. Rhonda brings more eyeballs to the product, and that's what matters at the end of the day. That's what people need to realize here. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll see how this plays out, and then we can talk about it after. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens here and, you know, where they go moving forward. Um, last thing clickbait news-wise I just want to touch on is Leo Rush. He posted on social media the other day that uh, picture of him, and it says the caption or the note on the photo. It says, on uh, February 14th, 2022, my contract will expire with AEW and I will become a free agent for all booking inquiries. Please email. He has his email there. Yep. So a lot of people head scratching. Hmm. What is going on here? This is very odd. Considering yep. the timing. You mm-hmm. try to connect the dots. It's like, okay, he signed a contract coming back for a second time to AEW. What in September up in February? It's all what, a five month and, X amount of day contract, kind of odd. It's not like a nice yeah. round number, like a year or two years. Very odd. So a lot of people are questioning. All right, we know, you know, Tony Khan, his little Twitter outburst back mm-hmm. in December, calling out Swole and her comments on her podcast and taking a dig at her and all that stuff. And a lot of people were upset. Leo Rush responded, sticking up for Swole and, um, and then who knows if that kind of backfired on him because he then put on Twitter that he had a conversation with Tony Khan about it. But then he said, you know, we're all good. Um, I, I like working for him. And even Tony Khan was still liking all his tweets and stuff. So you thought, yeah. okay, maybe everything's cool between them. Now this happens. So from a timing standpoint, a lot of people are just, like you said, scratching their head. What is going on here? Brian? From your viewpoint, how would you kind (laughs) of break this down? Well, I feel like it could be two things. Uh, It could, and I'm hoping it's this. I'm hoping Leo Rush just, you 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 know, uh, I'm hoping he did sign a short term deal, and maybe, um, you know, he's just looking at it and he's like, you know what, I kind of don't want to be strapped down to one company. I kind of want to just stay out here in the field and do my thing and show up here, show mm-hmm. up there, show up wherever I want to show up. Um, because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of the chatter online. A lot of people were assuming that Tony Khan just didn't renew him or didn't, uh, what's the word? Uh, Expiring contract. Yeah, they just let his contract expire. <laughs> Tony Khan, like the thing is like, he doesn't like to fire people. He's like, you sign a contract, I'll let it run its course, mm-hmm. but instead of just quote firing you or releasing you, I'm just going to let it expire. Yes. I'm not going to put you on TV. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to use you, and I'm just going to let yeah. it expire. 
that's my yeah. way of not bringing you back, but mm-hmm. I'm honoring that contract to the fullest. So yeah, kind of an interesting perspective. Of Seems things. like it's a lot of a lot of people under that uh, under that uh, motto right now. <laughs> yeah, because they, uh, yo, Brian Cage is one mm-hmm. that has not been seen in months. Um, uh, uh, Peter Avalon is Peter someone. Avalon. I guess his contract yes. is expired. So. And he I, he posted that he's available for bookings now. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of think about other people, but then they, like Leo Rush. Keep in mind, a couple things with him. We haven't seen him since what beginning of December, and I guess he was supposed to come back in the December for AEW show, but didn't show up. Yeah. So, and even Sean Ross Sapp was quick to post like excerpts from his interview with Leo Rush and Leo Rush said like I don't like I don't want to sign long-term contracts with one company anymore. Yeah. I want to keep it short. I want to be able to bounce around. He said it's good for his mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't like being tied down to one place. He likes to have the freedom and independence. So, yeah. Maybe he really did sign a short-term deal with yeah. With AEW, it, it just seems strange because that doesn't seem like the norm. But Leo Rush well, doesn't want to seem- follow the norm, and it seem it seems strange. The only the only thing to me what makes it seem strange, and where I kind of go, I don't know, is the fact that he was he was in a storyline. Like, yeah, that is yeah, that is. So odd. it's just like I Jay don't Lethal know took if, his spot against Team Taz. Yeah, and and the storyline, and if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's still going right, like. Yeah, there's no, there hasn't been a big like payoff or big match or anything. Correct, because last we saw was a backstage interview with Dante Martin with um, Seidel and was it Lee Moriarty? I think was it last week's Dynamite? It was Lee Moriarty. I think it was Moriarty. Yeah, the three of them. No, Jay Lethal in this. (laughs) So Jay Jay Lethal made the save, but Mm -hmm. we haven't seen him since again. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so I, I hope I hope that. You know, wherever whatever Lil Russ does, and, and you know it's best for him, and he's happy. Yeah. But it is kind of strange. I think the lack <laughs> of explanation or you know insight to what happened, um, and it does kind of make you know the people who kind of are neutral between all the companies. I mean, I know you got the AEW side and your WWE side, but like, hey, when this happens in WWE, you know, a lot of people are quick to assume and jump and. You know, be like, hey, you know, Vincent Man or Nick Khan, and you know, but you know, Tony, it's like Tony, <laughs> man, I come on, man. I mean, he said enough. I mean, he obviously, we all know the the situation. I guess, yeah. He's he's he probably shouldn't say anything, but <laughs> <laughs> just you know, <laughs> well, it, like I said, it, it just seems very odd because the timing of everything. But then, if you look at other aspects of his personal life and how he's trying to control his career it kind of makes sense that he wanted just a short-term deal but yeah then the timing does kind of suck because he has this storyline going on so why all of a sudden just be suddenly taken out of it makes you wonder like hmm so who knows that kind of messes and that kind of messes up you know lee moriarty matt Dante martin dante martin uh uh, i don't know Team Taz, as Team far Taz as Taz, even yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of <laughs> makes everything look weird, and it, it could it could honestly make it so that people aren't even interested in the story anymore. You know, I mean, Leo Rush, I feel like was 
kind of like the centerpiece to kind of get guys like you know Dante over and, and yeah. or help. Dante's already over, but you know mm-hmm. at least to help him and help the storyline. Leo Rush can talk. He can he can go in the ring. He's he's the total package if you ask me. So the fact that he was just taken out of that storyline and all of a sudden now he's a free agent, it's kind of like ah. Oh. We uh we should get Alfred on from uh wrestling. We should. <laughs> I was actually texting with Alfred the other day. He's uh, looking for Jay Lethal. <laughs> yes, I, I I was texting with him the other day because I was just asking if he was going to go to WrestleMania this year, and he's in the mm-hmm. same situation with me, kind of like trying to figure it all out. Um, yeah. Um, but I should have asked him like, "Hey, man, we got to record. I want to get your thoughts, your breakdown of this yes. whole thing." So maybe we have to coordinate that. I'll text him. You know, I know he does quite a few episodes with Wrestling Inc. during the week, so maybe on a separate day we'll record with him and um, yeah, for sure, get his whole viewpoint about the whole Leo <laughs> Rush situation. Maybe um, we'll maybe we, maybe we will have found Jay Lethal by then. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, he does great work with his YouTube channel and yes, all, you know, his take on things. And you know, it's true. He, 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 I think he he's calling out stuff that he sees in pro wrestling that's that yep. doesn't seem right and needs to be fixed. And you know, I I, I respect that. So yep. and Alfred's just a good guy. Like he's just one of the good guys that. You know, uh, in the whole pro wrestling journalism, podcasting, mm-hmm. hosting landscape. So, right. um, at the end of the day, I wish the best for Leo Rush. As long as he's happy, yeah. Maybe he can, you know, do some more independent stuff, do some New Japan strong stuff. Um, you know, float around. But my only concern is, you know, he kind of has run WWE that ended. Now his AEW run ended. I just hope he's not burning any bridges. Yeah. Because only so many promotions to work with. You know, Ring of Honor's yep. gone. Maybe Impact down the road. I just, for him, that's my only concern. Is I want him to, you know, be happy, have a great career. He's amazing. So, yeah. you know, we're, we have a chance to see him twice uh, mm-hmm. next month. West Coast Pro Wrestling, February 11th. And Stars of Wrestling, February 19th in Alameda. Yeah. So, West Coast will be in South San Francisco. Stars of Wrestling will be in Alameda. So yeah, two chances in eight days. So yeah, we should go both and just oh yeah, maybe try to get exclusive from Leo! him or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's already booked for Termius too. That's right. Um, yeah, when he's wrestling, he's go Lashley, Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, man. Um, so no, yeah, I, I'm excited for Leo Rush and his future, and I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, all right, let's power our way through WWE this week. Um, SmackDown, since that was the most recent or uh, first episode, we're going to touch on here first. Um, interesting storyline, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, their their feud is picking up steam as we head to Royal Rumble for their match for the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins cuts this promo when the bloodline are in the ring and kind of really trying to get in Roman Reigns' head. Just saying, you know, there are three guaranteeds in life. Death, taxes, and Seth Rollins, or Seth freaking Rollins beating Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. uh, I loved it. Um, you know, I, I I did not catch it at first. I, I don't mm. know why. Maybe because I had it on. I did not catch Seth saying Mox when he was talking yeah. about the shield. He didn't say Dean Ambrose. He said Mox mm-hmm. in regards to John Moxley. Um, but he's really digging at Roman Reigns and really trying to set the, the tone, the story here. Like, we've wrestled 
few times over the years, I've always won. Mm-hmm. So Royal Rumble is going to be no different in trying to really. So it's like, you know, it's it's the first in a long time where it's like, oh wow, Seth seems like a really credible opponent here. Yes. I don't know what do you think, Brian. Like, what do you think the I odds agree. of him potentially winning? I agree. And I said this earlier. I said, um, outside of Edge, right? I mean, yeah. Edge, Edge, him being an opponent for Roman Reigns was more of like a redemption. Like, you know, I'm 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 here to, you know, get my championship back. I never lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and things of that nature. And everyone else. Everybody else, you know, of course, I said Edge and Brock and all that, but like yeah. everyone along Roman Reigns' uh, title reign, you've seen, uh, you know, intimidation or, you, you, you know, either his opponents are intimidated or Roman finds a way to intimidate them or mm-hmm. he's not intimidated by them at all, right? Yeah. And someone like Seth Rollins, who, who, like you said, he's beaten him. You know, he's already mm-hmm. beaten him. He knows how to beat him. And this is also someone who's been at the highest level. He's beaten, you know, Triple H. He's beaten Brock Lesnar, both at WrestleMania. Um, so it's it's an even playing field here. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, no offense to Kevin Owens. You know, I think Kevin <laughs> Owens had a phenomenal match with uh, with Roman at, what was that, last year's Royal Rumble? Um, was that last year already? Yeah, it was a year already. Because remember, they had, they had, like, four matches in, they like, did. two months. Yeah. Remember, they had the Steel Cage match on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Royal Rumble? It was the fourth one. But, yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. But they had a lot of matches. But Kevin Owens, he was a great baby face then. Was it Rumble? Am I, am I tripping? Uh, let me do a quick look. Royal oh, yeah, Rumble. It was when they were in, it was when they were in the, the baseball field. Oh yeah, when, when uh, Tropicana Field, Tropicana yes. Field. Um, yeah, Roman Reigns defeated uh, Kevin Owens. Last man yep. standing match. Yep, there we go, man. Yeah, so I think um, I honestly think Seth Rollins has a chance. It's so just it's a this is such a good and a bad thing because it's like wow, it's like wow, like you know Roman Reigns, he's the longest reigning Universal Champion right now. Um, and you know, obviously people are, people have been saying for the longest, like Roman Reigns, you know, he should keep the title until Hollywood, you know, the rock, whatever, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. No one, but now it's just like, they're in a situation where it's like, okay, well, are people going to, are people going to hate if Roman Reigns wins and he retains the title? Like, should we, you know, Rollins gained a little bit of you know, uh, he was leaning to, to me. It seemed like he was leaning towards the babyface side um, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans are singing his theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and dur- during the match, even you know, people are chanting his name and they're cheering for him. So I'm like, oh man, is this an opportunity to? Because I even said this earlier too. You can still have uh, Roman Reigns. If he were to lose to Seth at the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you could have Roman Reigns still some way shift over to the WWE Championship and have a match with Brock. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to eliminate Bobby Lashley here, but well, you know, I, I, 
<laughs> I'll save that for okay. raw, raw discussion, where okay. I think might happen. Okay, <laughs> I think Brock Lesnar is still the favorite to win the Royal Rumble, still, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah. there could be some shenanigans in favor of Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll save on that for for raw. Okay. But uh, yeah, so Seth Rollins wants to have a match or a mm-hmm. tag team match against the Usos, and he says, "I have a partner." They're like, who are you going to get? You hate everyone. Everyone hates you. And he's like, I got one friend. And sure enough, it's Kevin Owens. Yep. And they, they are they have become best friends as of late. Which is funny, though. That on Raw, they are technically heels. But on SmackDown, they come off as baby faces here. They're like, we're going to team up and we're going to take you out. And yep. um, so... That's something very rare you don't see on WWE TV too much, too. Is yeah. like them just embracing like... You know, uh, the fact that the fans, you know, love the the supposed to be heels and yeah. they're going up against, you know, other two heels. guys that other heels, but people love them also, yeah. you know, so it's 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 kind of cool. So they, they they agreed to the match or the Usos, right? Didn't they jump into? The, yeah, we'll we'll take on you. Uh, yep. so the stipulation is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roman's pissed like what the shut the hell up uh, so yeah no it looks like it's gonna yeah so the stipulation was uh, if Seth and Kevin Owens wins then um, Usos are banned from ringside for the Universal title match at Royal Rumble if the Usos win uh, Seth doesn't get a title shot and Roman gets the night off so yep. uh, main event Usos versus Kevin Owens Seth Rollins amazing main event you know come on you got arguably the best tag team of this generation taking on arguably maybe the best wrestler of his generation Seth Rollins Kevin Owens total workhorse awesome match anything in the match that really stood out for you um not really it's uh, again everybody um did exactly what they always do and they they deliver if you want four guys to give you a, yeah. a great main event um you're gonna get it from Kevin Owens Seth Rollins and the Usos I, I, one thing, one thing though, if I could say one thing that stood out is just <laughs> Seth Rollins, man. I don't know. It's something about babyface Seth Rollins when you hear the crowd behind him and he's going and he's doing his moves. You know, it's kind of like uh, he's kind of like John Cena in the sense of where he starts get he gets going and he uh-huh. has those trademark moves that those those same moves that you know he's leading up to the finisher, whether it be the stomp or you know, whatever. Um, and it just gets the crowd going like mm-hmm. they love it. So, yeah, man, I enjoyed it. It's it's interesting it. because so great match. But into DQ, Roman Reigns comes running in, hits Seth with the Superman punch. Yep. And Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins win. Yeah. And, you know, with the interference. So now the Usos are going to be banned from ringside for the Universal Championship match at Royal Rumble. I know online on Twitter and stuff, a lot of people were saying that was dumb, Roman, to do that. If Roman was going to come interfere, shouldn't he have punched the Usos? Mm-hmm. That way, the Usos win the match, mm-hmm. and then therefore Seth Rollins doesn't get a title shot. Mm-hmm. I think what Roman's trying, the message he's trying to send is, you know what? I <laughs> hate you so much. You're getting under my skin. You're so annoying, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I want that match to kick your ass, mm-hmm. and I'll go ahead and just um, give in to your stipulation and have the Usos banned. So I'll come in here, you know, punch, you know, Superman punch you, and have my guys lose. 
but the message is I want you that bad. I want to kick your ass and prove a point. And another thing too, like you just mentioned earlier, like he didn't offer up. He didn't say that he initially agreed to the Uso. That was Jay Uso who spoke up up. and was like, yeah, we're, 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 you got it. You're on, you you, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that, that was the Uso. So maybe, all along, I mean, that just shows, like you said, maybe he's like, nah, I got this. I'm going to do this on my own. And maybe he just did, didn't want Seth Rollins to get a pinfall victory over <laughs> the Usos and, and have any momentum going on. I know we still got, you know, uh, SmackDown, um, which you could have went the other way, too, and you could have had uh, uh, Roman Reigns hit or punch one of the Usos or cause a disqualification to where uh, the Usos would win the match and then maybe mm-hmm. set up one more match before uh, <laughs> Royal Rumble and give Seth Rollins a chance, but I think that would be a, a lot of overbooking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, no, it's I, I I I cannot wait for this match. I'm excited for it. Um, I just I, real quick, I just laughed. Johnny Knoxville hit Sami Zayn with the cattle prod. <laughs> um, have you hit? Have you ever been hit with the cattle prod before? I have it. I have. I really. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Oh no. Um, we we used to have in the studio a listener sent it to us, and we used it for like trivia and stuff. Um, wow. We got one point. Speaking of jackass, Steve O came by the studio once and uh, hit one of my coworkers, Joe Hawk, with the cattle prod as wow. well. So, uh, uh, Steve O, friend of the show, go see Jackass Forever next week. Uh, uh, I can't wait to see that. He's going to be on the bump. On uh, Saturday, Steve-O? Yeah, oh, I should text him. I'll text him. <laughs> He's gonna, I'm gonna ask him. Bump. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll text him. I'll text him. Okay. Yep. No, yeah, no, Steve-O. Yeah, give me his new number. So, uh, uh, nice. No, yeah, we'll we gotta hang out with Steve-O. We, That's sweet, man. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hang out with Steve-O <laughs> one of these days. Um, so, uh, uh, so I laugh, and it's just, once again, Johnny Knoxville. I like how they build for the Royal Rumble. The only – it should throw – you know, people who are in the Royal Rumble match, their segments on Raw or SmackDown as of late, they just throw someone else over. And it's like mm-hmm. a metaphor, like – See, ha. I'm going to do this at the Royal Rumble. Be prepared. <laughs> so I'm like, that's it? That's the only way you can build up, like, interest in the Royal yep. Rumble match? Yep. Anyway, um, very interesting. Eric Bischoff sighting on SmackDown as well with uh, uh, Charlotte Flair defeating Naomi, but by way of uh, Sonya Deville as, you know, referee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Pierce with Bischoff by his side told Deville that, you know, because of her issues with Naomi, it has to end. So they're going to have a one-on-one match on this coming episode right. of SmackDown. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I think some shenanigans are going to happen. I-, I want this to be a WrestleMania match for Naomi and get her revenge. I do, too. Okay. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, the match doesn't happen and then uh, Sonya somehow throws Naomi over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the so, women's rubble match. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, moving on over to Monday Night Raw this week. Dude, I know weigh-ins in wrestling, which weigh-ins in wrestling don't really make sense because, you know, it's not the cruiserweight division where they had to weigh themselves to be under 205. You know, this is heavyweight, and it's, like, unlimited. You know, they don't have, like, weight divisions in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, the fact they had a weigh-in for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar – Seem kind of goofy, but still very entertaining segment. Am I right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I 
I actually I was tweeting about it and talking about it and I'm scrolling down. I'm like, oh, people aren't people aren't liking this. <laughs> what? I mean, Brock Lesnar coming out as a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I love that. And then, you know, I love Bobby Lashley looking tough and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, Bobby Lashley, I guess, is supposed to be the heel and Brock is currently like a baby face. Mm-hmm. But Brock is like picking on or making fun of Bobby. So you would think it'd be a role reversal like Brock technically look on paper is acting like the heel here but you know it's 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 the opposite so that was kind of interesting um (laughs) so you know bobby is taking this very seriously he jumped on the scale weighed himself uh and then brock lesnar was going to go on and Corey graves is like don't you want to take your clothes off he's like you want to see me naked or <laughs> so I love <laughs> Brock just talking back to Corey Graves. Uh, and I love obviously Paul Heyman and MVP going back and forth. Yeah. Um, but Brock, you know, keeps calling Bobby, Bobby who, you know, like mm-hmm. really kind of talking down to him. So yep. I'm going to be I, like, I am so amped up for this match. The video package from last week on raw. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, and I love like on social media they've been using the moving graphics mm-hmm. for for each of them like Brock Lesnar and you know, the image. <laughs> it's like the moving graphics from like back in the day on WWE yep. television. So they need to keep doing that. Yes, um, and uh, <clears throat> you know it was awesome. So Lashley, two hundred seventy three pounds. Brock, granted, he had all the clothes on <laughs> was two eighty six. So pretty close. Um, yeah. I'm so excited, man, but. You know, what I wonder what's going to happen is, you know, I think they still want Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. I wonder if the Usos, since they're banned from the Universal match, will they get involved in the WWE championship match? Cost Brock the WWE championship. Bobby wins, becomes new WWE champion. And then Brock is so pissed. He wants revenge against the bloodline. And Roman specifically, he enters the Royal Rumble wins that and then becomes a new number one contender for the universal championship especially with paul Heyman by your side that is very possible i'm just saying um it would make it would make people so mad because i i can i can see and hear it now it's kind of like brock and ronda both win (laughs) you don't have to do that to get to roman because technically brock is a free agent he can go over to smackdown yeah and challenge roman himself if he wants to, or threaten whoever wins the Royal Rumble and say, you're not picking Roman. Mm-hmm. I'm pick, I'm going after Roman, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much, it's very much so possible. It's going to be interesting, man. It's it going to be interesting with the year. I'm, I'm so amped up. I cannot wait. Yo, I think that this is one of the, mo- like one of the very, um, cause you know, over the, over the last few years, it's been sort of predictable. Sort of like okay, well, this it's time for this person. There's so many, like, there's so, so many people could have their time on both yeah. the men and the women's side. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be Big E. I think Big E could have a you know another shot, another go at it. Um, I, I would love, but they probably would not do it. AJ Styles, but I I, I know he's even. a little bit older now, and they probably would not want to give the opportunity to him now. Kevin Owens, it could be. <laughs> I mean, Austin Theory's been doing so many Austin segments Theory. with Vince McMahon. He, I, but he has to be one of the last four. Final four, yeah, yes. I would think so. 
Um, now the rumor is like Shane McMahon might be making an appearance at yeah. the Royal Rumble. I think it made sense for Shane and because you know Shane McMahon always gets a WrestleMania <laughs> match, so maybe yeah, it'd be but, Austin. So that's what yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be Austin Theory and Shane McMahon trying to win the infection of Vince McMahon. That's what it is, right? I mean, that's oh, ultimately what this could come down to. <laughs> that's what it is. Who can win the love? Who's the real son of Vince McMahon? The infection. <laughs> And wow. I would love it's going to be in Dallas, Texas, and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. I would imagine is going to have a presence there. Maybe he's a special guest referee or something. Maybe, maybe Austin Theory see, takes a series go, of stunners. That's why I want to kind of go to good Dallas just to see Stone yeah. Cold in person in a yep. ring. Yep. Something you know, I never got to see him wrestle. Like he's yeah. my favorite, so that's kind of my thinking. Is <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else I want to touch on real quick. What's your thoughts on Damian Priest's current run as U.S. champion? You had the match with Kevin Owens, and he's been playing this whole Jekyll and Hyde thing where he gets like pissed off, can't control his anger, gets DQ'd. I don't know. It's getting kind of silly. It's a little silly since the DQ started happening. I think when he was winning, like like when he was getting pinfall victories, winning every week with that happening, I think it made more sense. But now that it's causing him to get DQ'd, um, you know, and kind of putting that that uh, I don't know that that bad cloak over his you know winning ways and his record or some sort, I, I feel like I don't know, man. Like I honestly think that they should probably ditch the whole. It's almost like Festus. You know, like it's Luke Gallows, you know, yeah. when he, <laughs> yes, the ring the bell and snaps into it. Yeah, I just feel like, okay, let him get the DQ and then say, if you do it again, you're going to lose your title. Yes. Like it, it, it's just, it's just coming kind of just corny. I don't know. Just goofy. Well, and as a champion, you should be doing whatever you possibly can do to, you know, to protect your title. And while you get disqualified, you don't lose the championship. You know, anything could happen with, with the way Pierce and Sonya are and you yeah. know, the decisions that they make on Raw and SmackDown. And you feel you kind of feel like, all right, well, I don't want to I don't want to do anything or. And then also, again, like his winning ways, like he had such a nice record, um, you know, prior to, you know, the DQs and stuff. It, it just all that. And I don't know the they're booking. I hope I hope they have like an end game for this. Like this, this whole gimmick, even like it's just kind of like, all right. I hope there's something. You know, he, I, I, I look at him, and my first thought is, okay, he could be like the new, not the new Undertaker because the Undertaker is the Undertaker, but <laughs> you know, kind of the guy who you could put in place of the Undertaker, who could maybe build up a winning streak. Doesn't have to be WrestleMania, but. Uh, sort of a, a winning streak or good reputation um, in terms of okay, whenever you go up against this guy, this guy's gonna have or you're 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 gonna have a hard time trying to beat Priest. That's how good he is. Um, but you know, I th- I don't know. It, well, hopefully, it doesn't. I, I guess for me, it's like you know, Damian Priest through SummerSlam, he was so over just on his own charisma and who he is. And then they kind of change up his character to, yeah, like this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing where he gets angry. And it's like, dude, it's wrestling. You're supposed to beat the crap out of your opponent. Yep. yep. And it's just, it just kind of comes off kind of goofy. And it's like, really? He's going to lose a match because he snapped mm-hmm. like that? It's like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It just, it just. And I thought they were going to let it go because when the ref was kind of pulling him away, and I'm like, oh, okay, so the ref is actually letting it go. Like he's mm-hmm. just trying to warn him, like, all right, stop. He kept trying to pull him away, pull him away, pull him away. And then he finally just, he finally rang the bell and it was disqualification. I was like, oh, come on. But then <laughs> what I think made it weird and stupid was Priest turns around and he's like, what the heck? Like, as if mm-hmm. he didn't know that he was going to be disqualified if he didn't yeah. stop, you know? So it's the little things like that for me. It's like, ah, I mean, I would appreciate it if Priest just said, forget about it. And, you know, beat up the ref, even if you're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man, we'll see how this goes. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, probably outside the way in the other segment that probably was the best was the whole <laughs> Uh, Alpha Academy academic <laughs> challenge between RK Bro and Alpha Academy. So I thought it was all going to be in one night, but it looks like it's going to be spread out over the coming weeks. So this yeah. round one was the spelling bee. <laughs> sort of like the Street Profits and, and the Viking Raiders did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is well done, but I think I laughed and I was watching live and, mm-hmm. and you know, I had my head turned. I had to turn my head. So they give the word to Otis. <laughs> and he, he like legit misspells it. And I turned my head because I looked and I was like, what he said. And I was like, that doesn't match what it says on the screen. <laughs> but they kept going and like didn't blink an eye. And they're like, you got it right. And he's like, yeah. I was like, he really misspelled it. <laughs> but I guess that was not in the script. It's like he was supposed to spell it right. So maybe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hopefully one day he'll do a shoot interview and explain, like, yeah, I really screwed up there. <laughs> but um, then uh, uh, Riddle, it's his turn. He gets his word right. And he's talking about how high. <laughs> you know, he always makes the high innuendos. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Chad Gable takes a turn and he actually misspells his word because mm-hmm. you know, the pronunciation. And then Randy Orton has the hardest word, dumbbell, but he's spells it right and so yep. rk bro wins they're like yeah <laughs> uh i guess next week they're gonna have a scooter challenge which i'm like how is riding Should a scooter part of an academic challenge maybe because yeah. pe like physical yeah. i don't know yeah. it doesn't make sense <laughs> but it was still just hilarious um and so yeah uh um uh, and then next up we saw randy orton take on chad gable great match <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Randy Orton actually picks up the win over Chad Gable. So it's like, even though he's ta- one half of the tag team champion, he still loses a singles match here. So yep. uh, let's see. AJ Styles, great match with Austin Theory. AJ wins. So Vince, you know, disappointed in Austin Theory. And, yeah. Um, um, and then, uh, um, you know, the main event, it was Maurice's birthday celebration. The Miz won't have a party, but. Edge and Beth Phoenix come out and wreck shop. And so uh, pretty funny, you know, haha. I mean, it's pretty obvious Edge and Marie or Edge and, and Beth are going to win at Royal Rumble, the mixed tag match, right? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if uh, the it couple pulled it off here. Maybe, A sneaky victory. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Edge and Beth. This is their first time tagging together, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a maybe, special deal for them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is a moment where I guess I don't know experience. I mean, Maurice and Miz haven't tagged much together either, but they did have that match 
with Cena and Nikki Bella mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. So they've got a little experience going up against other couples. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, w- I would like to see Miz kind of sneak his way into a, <laughs> into a victory here with Maurice. That'd be pretty cool. Nice. I know oh, fans would hate it, but. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on over to NXT 2.0 this week. The big story that's been going on for the last week is the story of Walter in his mm-hmm. name change. So last week, uh, Imperium wins their match. <laughs> Walter grabs a microphone and says, this match was won by Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone started freaking out. Yeah. I, I freaked out. You know, I love Walter. <laughs> and dude, total coincidence, like a few days before that, I bought the Walter figure, the oh, the takeover no. figure from Ringside Collectibles. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, I kept I've been looking at it for months. I was like, I want to get it. And I, you know, I, I was like, I don't want to. And then I, 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 you know, I, I psyched myself out. Finally, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah, because you know it, it. It might not be around forever. I was like, let me yeah. get it, mm-hmm. and there's like no word of making another figure for him. So I was like, I'll get it, and then yep. literally like a few days later, I'm Gunther now. I was like, oh my god, I don't know if the figure is going to be worth more now because he's right. Gunther. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but anyway, <sighs> you know, there were reports the week before WWE <clears throat> filed a trademark for the name Gunther Stark. Everyone mm-hmm. did a Google search for freaking out. Because it's the same name of a Nazi submarine pilot, or is that the word? A commander? Uh, commander, yeah. So, obviously, that's not good news. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, WWE. If you're going to come up with a name, you got to Google search that. Double check it. Make sure no one else has used it before. There's no bad connotation around it, especially mm-hmm. Nazis. Like, come on. Exactly. Um Granted, sometimes the wrestler presents the name, so it makes you kind of wonder, did Walter come up with this name? Yeah. Uh, but even still, if, Wal- if it was Walter's idea, still, you got a background check, double check yeah. it. So why are as you... The, as the company, you got to yeah. be like, hold on here, you know? <laughs> Let's double check here for a file yeah. trademark. So nonetheless, the whole backlash, rightfully so. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he did not call himself Gunther Stark. He just called himself Gunther. So they just dropped the last name. Yep. Um. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I think I, I don't think he I don't think he they should have changed his name. I, it, it didn't really make sense. I think they could have the direction. It seems like Imperium as a group and Walter is going. I mean, I know that probably for like, again, for trademark purposes, they probably wanted to give him a new name or maybe he wanted a new name because he wanted to keep Walter. You know, if anything happens. Later on down the line, he can still use the name mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I think when you think about it from that point, it's like, okay, I get it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, the direction that Imperium is going, it seems um, obviously more mainstream style NXT 2.0, mm-hmm. you know, going to be a weekly thing now. It seemed Imperium was specials like every now and then, especially walter right like every now and then you saw him every few months pop up to help uh imperium and yeah from and, a and, distance and, yeah. yeah and do something so now it seems like he's gonna be more hands-on his goal is to you know elevate them and make sure they're they go to the top and and you know they're obviously standing in the way of roderick strong and diamond mine so i think the the Imperium versus Diamond Mine, that's a perfect way to introduce Imperium and Walter onto like the main stage of NXT 2.0. But the name, 
Gunther didn't have to do that. <laughs> like, unless I know Walter's not the most, you know, <laughs> right. badass name, but, you know, pronounced Walter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his presence is so intimidating. He just beats the crap out of people. So it kind of fits him no matter what. I mean, listen, I know it's just a name. At the end of the day, as long as Walter or Gunther still goes out and wrestles like we've come to know him for all these years, yeah. then fine. The wrestling will speak for itself. Definitely. Um, I guess <laughs> a couple things. Because, you know, he has, so he has officially moved to the U.S., you know, with his girlfriend, Jenny, who he mm-hmm. started dating after breaking up with his wife. Um, mm-hmm. So he's down in the U.S. now. <laughs> um, so maybe the fact that he moved to the U.S., maybe he signed a new deal with WWE. Therefore, as you mentioned, maybe they want to license Walter. So he's like, okay. And WWE, they want to own you in every aspect. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we're going to give you a new name. That That's what we're going to use for your branding moving forward. So that's why yeah. he probably went with Gunther. Um, <laughs> think his explanation. On yeah, Tuesday, what do you think of his explanation? I thought the explanation was a very good attempt. You know, it seemed genuine. It's it's very clever. I think. So he said um, he just wanted to reset themselves, plant mm-hmm. their pole here in America, therefore mm-hmm. rebrand. And Gunther is the name of his grandfather, right? Is that more yep. or less what he said? Who yep. introduced him to wrestling? Yep. Yeah, you know, it, it's a quick fix. All right, I'll take now, it. Now, now, I think had they done that first and not just ended the show with him saying his name was Gunther after already people were speculated and had Googled, searched the name and everything, I think had they waited um, and maybe explained it that way, then it would have been a little bit better. You know, people would have looked at it and gone, oh, Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, and the thing also with with Walter Gunther, sorry, I, I, I get used to it. <laughs> I know he changed his name on Twitter and then or he posted like a photo or video, and Finn Balor wrote back said, "Hey, they didn't like Finn at first as well as a name." Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, 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 time out. <laughs> a little bit of a different situation. Yeah. Finn, when. First off, Finn is a pretty good name. I, Finn Balor, pretty cool. Finn Balor's pretty dope. I like it. <laughs> but here's the thing. He was Prince David, you know, New Japan and everything. When he came over to WWE or NXT, they changed his name right away. Right away, yeah. Walter has been with WWE now for over three years. True. He, even though it's NXT UK and that's their whole separate island away from everything, he's still yeah. been under the umbrella for the company for over three years. Right. He has been NXT UK champion for over 800-something days. Mm-hmm. So he has been introduced to the WWE audience for over three years as Walter. Now you make the sudden change. So it's a little bit of a different situation here. It's not as clear like Finn Balor's situation. So yeah. also, that's the I think, And also, I think, you know, Finn Balor came into a completely different system in NXT too. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. came in to a very different, you know, different, obviously different people were running it who aren't there anymore. And so like, I feel like this NXT 2.0 is like a mini main roster, you know, and they want people who are going to be there to right away. Like truly, I know we've always heard that Vince always wanted, you know, we go to performance center, even if, even though you've been wrestling for 15 years, you have to learn the WWE where WWE where, right. But now it's like he's really wanting you to not only learn the WWE way, but, you know, perform the WWE way out the bat. And now he wants 
He wants, like, like, like you say, he wants to own it from the jump now, you know, whether it works out on the main roster or doesn't, he doesn't want to have you have this huge run. Um, in my opinion, I think like when you look at uh, someone like AJ Styles, who didn't go to NXT, who just came right in. Right. But you had several people who were in New Japan or, you know, on the Indies coming to NXT and who already had a name and, you know, they come to the main roster and Vince can't change them. He just can't, you know, and, you know, he wants people who he knows. I feel like he could change, put a name, change a name, put a put him with a, a manager, put him with a, a pet. I don't know <laughs> anything. Well, well, and the other thing, too, is maybe I'm just guessing, like, listen, it's rare, but someone who comes in from the outside to WWE and keeps their name, it's rare, mm-hmm. but we've seen mm-hmm. it recently. Adam Cole, Bobby yep. Fish, yep. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, yep. they have come and gone now. Gone, yep. And they're still using their names with the competition. So they got to build, they came over from Ring of Honor, pretty mm-hmm. good notoriety, but they really got to um, increase their popularity and exposure and, and who how many people know of them. Yep. Now leave and take that popularity over to AEW. Mm-hmm. So maybe WWE doesn't want to get burned again like that. And they're like, okay, no matter what, we got to change someone's name. Yeah. Maybe. So I I don't know. I thought one way they could, of course, correct it is like maybe say Gunther was his last name. And he's Walter Gunther now. Like, yeah. yeah. That's one way I thought you can kind of keep the Walter. But no, it looks like they completely erasing Walter. And you have a point. Cause, and I've heard this uh from other people too, like honestly, the fact that his name had been Walter from the beginning, you know, he was longest reigning NXT UK champion, right? So it's like, I mean, I mean, he's been such a force, and all these dream matches people talk about Walter and this person, Walter and that person. I'll call Walter up. He even came to Raw. And you know, would set against Seth Rollins, Rollins, I believe it was over the U- overseas. As he could compete in Survivor Series. Yes, he's competing in takeovers as Walter. <laughs> like. You know, so you know, it's just I, I get the uh, aside from the name, I get the frustration. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, here we go again. You know, <laughs> so we'll see what goes on. You know, yeah. like I want to be, I want to be positive. Um, at the same time, I guess I'm glad I got those Walter shirts when I did get them back, yeah. you know, last year and stuff. So I don't know, man. Well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll keep discussing this at later times. But um, also, NXT 2.2.0. The last couple of weeks, it's been the the Dusty Roads, uh, the Dusty Cup taking place. Um, yep. Great matches, tag team matches. MSK and Jacket Time this week was phenomenal opening match. Yes, it's unfortunate that someone had to lose. Because yep. they're both great. I know Jacket Time, they've really been trying to... You know, they, they've won the crowd over, especially mm-hmm. good, good on them. Especially they had that terrible toilet promo, remember, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I kind of wish they could have got a win maybe in the first round <clears> and <throat> then lose to MSK in the second round. But the fact that it was a first round match, it was like, ooh, it's unfortunate that someone had to lose here. Um, great match. Uh, totally recommend it. Um, was there another one? Um, te- I'm trying to look real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, Grizzle Young Veterans taking on yeah. Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward. Uh, another first round match. Yeah, um, 
dude, NXT 0.0 had a lot of great wrestling this week. It was a lot of wrestling, not so much um, over the top long promos or long yeah. vignettes for just random stranger yeah. wrestlers we don't know yet. They're just trying <clears throat> yeah. to throw it at us. It was focused on the wrestling again. I feel like nice. I feel like I feel like over the last few, maybe the last month specifically. I think ever since War Games. NXT has been just, I mean, it's only two hours, but it feels like forever because I'm like, oh, how are they able to get this many matches in? Like, you know, don't they have, isn't this just, it's not three hours, it's not Raw, right? You know, and it kind (laughs) of makes you think like, man, I wish Raw and SmackDown was like this. They can just get wrestling and wrestling and wrestling Mm -hmm. in as much as they can. But yeah, I I love the uh, um, jacket time scares me because I'm like, oh, man, they're so going to be the comedy act once they get up to Raw or SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, or 24-7 scene. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, they're so... But there's... (laughs) I wish they would treat, I guess, comedy acts like they used to, you know, in the Attitude Era. Like, there was plenty of comedy acts that were still over with the crowd, that were still... Um, that were still booked like they, they like they would be on the shows at least. Crash um, Holly, right? Wasn't he booked kind of yeah, crashy, but he was still yeah. winning. I'm trying to remember yeah. who else. He was still winning some matches. I mean, I, uh, uh, Funaki and and yeah. Oh, yeah, and his deal. Like he, you know, he was booked a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had a lot of people. I remember Funaki and just because just we're talking, we we're talking Rumble earlier. Funaki and. Tonka, or was it? I think it was Tonka. He got thrown over the top rope in the, in the Rumble, and he hit his face like right on the mat, like <laughs> his face first, right on the mat on the yeah. outside. After I forget what Rumble that was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It um, was, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, Jacket Time. You know, I, I, I want to see good things, big things from them. But for MSK, you know, well, really get the crowd back on their side as well. You know, phenomenal yes. match. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, uh, I like seeing Santos Escobar, um, call out Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great first opponent for Braun Breaker in his new title reign. Credible yep. opponent who will help him. You know, Santos is a great wrestler, so it's a great yep. dance partner for him. We know Braun Breaker is going to win here. Um, yeah. so, but nonetheless, it, it should be exciting. I do feel bad for Santos Escobar and just for Legado del Fantasma in general. I feel like mm-hmm. they're just kind of aimlessly wandering. There's yep. not a lot of direction for them. Yep. <clears throat> Hopefully there's a little course correction here, but we all know Santos is going to lose here at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll and see. I, and I look at, I, I look at even uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. I look at them and another two guys who are very talented, who I just feel like, man, once this Legado del Fantasma thing has run its course, I feel like there's just going to be nothing for them just because I think they've also had a lot of opportunity to win the NXT tag titles and they failed and they just keep failing and keep failing. So it's a matter of time for they turn on Escobar and then they go away and become like a comedy tag team or something. I don't know. (laughs) Or vice versa. He leaves them. And, you know, I mean, the way it seems now is you, there's nothing guaranteed. Like, you know, if Vince likes Santos, he'll bring him up by himself with no explanation. <laughs> well, <laughs> he could be like the next Eddie Guerrero, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, he, he speaks Spanish and English great. And I think he's one of those guys that would adapt. 
He's perfect for the for WWE, which is why I hope he stays. And I hope they don't let him go. He's per like I'm glad you said Eddie because he's perfect. Eddie, when he came to WWE, he was he just fit in. He 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 knocked out the park. Every role they put him in, every situation, he 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 was so good at it. Well, the thing is, and people for years are like, who's gonna be the next Eddie Guerrero? And yeah. I think in the last few years, we thought it was gonna be Andrade. Didn't mm-hmm. work out. Think a lot of people thought it was gonna be Angel Garza. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of in and out, like giving some screen time. Sometimes when Paul Heyman was running things, Angel got a lot of time. He's now yeah. in a tag team with his cousin on SmackDown. So and they, yeah. they have a little thing with Viking Raiders going. So maybe, you know, maybe let him do the tag team thing for a while. But maybe he can break off again. He does have mm-hmm. some charisma. Yeah, but yeah, Santos Escobar, Escobar, I think has the total package if mm-hmm. they want like a Mexican wrestler that can be like an Eddie Guerrero type person. So I don't yep. I, I want to see that. Um <laughs> which I was gonna say uh uh it was just interesting though at the end of the show, Braun Breaker outside, like out of that Fantasma drives by kind of like threatening to jump him and he's ready to take him on. Champa comes yep. out to the rescue <laughs> and it's like I got his back. And it's like once again Champa has like a feud with someone and then he becomes their partner very much yep. like we did with Timothy Thatcher. Now mm-hmm. he's doing the same thing again with Braun Breaker. So he'll yep. go to war with someone and then afterwards he wins their respect or vice versa. And then um, he'll become his, his that person's ally. So yep. we saw, you know, Ciampa, we saw Pete Dunn make his return as well <laughs> as far as, yep. um, you know, coming in at the main event when Cameron Grimes taking on Tony D'Angelo and uh, Pete Dunn got some revenge on Tony D'Angelo for their crowbar match on a pole match a couple weeks ago. Comes out, smashes Tony D'Angelo's hand, and Cameron <laughs> Grimes picks up the victory in the main event. Uh-huh. So Pete Dunn, Ciampa were doing some <clears throat> matches on main event on the main roster. I, does this mean like I don't know? Does Vince does not approve? Sorry, send him back to NXT 2.0. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of worried. I don't know, man. It, 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 they're lingering around. They're, again, it's one of those, it's one of those carrying cross things, you know. Like they can yeah. show up on Raw or SmackDown at any moment during whatever feud or situation they got going on on NXT, and you know, hopefully Vince will do right by it though, because I think what one thing that also kind of like messes up NXT is that there's not very much acknowledgement. Like if one of those guys show up. Let it be known, like, yo, this is from NXT 2.0. And, well, yeah, he's got a situation going on. I mean, even with the Von Wagner thing, when he showed up and he was standing next to Adam Pierce, like, I didn't have a problem with that. Many people did, but I was just like, you know, it'd be nice if they were like, oh, that's Von Wagner from NXT. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's protecting Pierce, you know? I don't know. Well, I I, I, I was going to (laughs) say, Yeah, no, it, it like, oh, that's what it was. I was going to say, it, it looks like they're trying to do a little more crossover, though. You saw, was it the Raw exclusive, digital exclusive, the yep. um, uh, uh, Ziggler and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode kind of promo, and uh, they run to LA Knight, and they start talking yep. to LA Knight. Like, oh, they're LA Knight. And then yep. Roderick Strong just walks in the background. So, like, yep. oh, they're both mm-hmm. backstage at Raw. Are they going to be in the yep. Royal Rumble? But also for LA Knight, he had a match on main event as well. And he looked great. His interest, he is born for the main event. So yeah. if LA Knight just goes straight there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm excited for that. And then, uh, would you say match of the night was the no DQ false count anywhere between Solo Sequoia and Boa? Yeah, I think so. It was, it was, it was, it was unex- I, the way it went, I didn't expect it to be that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, bad. It, seemed, it went all over the place, just tearing yeah, each other apart. Seemed like a really true street fight. Yeah. Um, you know, and good for Solo Sequoia. He calls himself the street champion. <laughs> So I thought that was good. I do, but that makeup of the like burn mark <laughs> it or whatever fell off. <laughs> it, it, it looks so. Stupid. I think I, think I get rid of that. I, I think at one point he maybe he may have like snatched it off. Oh, okay, just ripped I mean, it I off. Think he, I, I think he just snatched it off. Well, Solo Sequoia picked up the win, and this was like his first big um, challenge because he's been doing squash matches. So it's kind of nice to see him finally get some competition and put yeah. him to the test. So yeah. We'll see how he goes. Um, all right, let's move on over to uh, AEW Dynamite. Last thing for uh, this week's episode of In the Click, um, Beach Break taking place from Cleveland, Ohio. Which yep. you know, not you don't think of Cleveland, Ohio as a beach town, especially in January where it's freezing cold in winter. But apparently, mm-hmm. there's a lake out there, so there is some beach type land. So I guess it works. Um, we won't go through the whole card, but like just your overall thoughts on it. What your your takeaways from it? Um, I wish it was on a beach. <laughs> more props, at least. Like you know, maybe some more yeah. sand present, or like you know, uh, uh, chairs and like yeah. beach equipment. You would see something, something. A little moat. I remember Nitro used to be. Uh, <laughs> was it? I don't know. I forget where it was, but they had like a little moat around. The- <laughs> was that spring break? Right, the spring, spring break? break. There we go. Spring break. Yeah. Hall and Nash. Didn't they jump in or something? Yes. God. Well, Hall. We all know Hall was <laughs> really yeah. having fun. And and was it Panama City Beach, Florida? Yeah, I think so. Oh yep. God, Panama City Beach, Florida. There we go. Um. I think a lot of people were anticipating Johnny Gargano make his appearance in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He did not show up. He went on Twitter to say, hey, I heard you guys loud and clear calling for me. Because at one point they were yelling Johnny wrestling. Yeah. Didn't show up. He's like, listen, you know, more or less, he's still taking time off. Wants to be there for Candace when they have their baby. It's coming yeah. pretty soon. He just wants to be a dad. And I'm sure he wants to rest his body, all that stuff. And he said he yeah. will make it up to everyone. So, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I kind of wonder if he'll show up at the Rumble. I kind of wonder that too. Like, I wonder if he really just resigned. I don't know. I don't know. I really think, I don't know if I was talking with you about this. I really think Johnny, maybe if booked correctly, could be the next Daniel Bryan for WWE, mm-hmm. the smaller yeah. uh, underdog. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we did get. A Dan Housen debut, yep. very nice, very <laughs> evil. From uh, yep. maybe people don't know, he comes from Ring of Honor. Has a huge uh, indie wrestling following. Just a very goofy character, like a de- de- goofy yeah. comedic demon look. Yeah. Um, you watch his interviews. He has a great interview with Conan O'Brien, where he's mm-hmm. unpainted, doesn't have the makeup on. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Chris Van Vliet, I think, one without makeup. Yep. He's going to learn yep. more about his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was during the lights out main event match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Adam Cole trying to pull a chair out from the, the ring, and Danhausen just slides out trying to hold it, and then he throws his hands up like he's trying to throw like a spell or a curse yeah. on Adam Cole. And Adam Cole looks at him and he just walks off. Danhausen's like, "All right, I'm out of here." So it's just like so random. But yeah, 
Interesting. So, yeah, thoughts on Dan Housen joining AEW because then Tony Khan tweeted out the graphic saying he is officially all elite. Yeah, very cool, very entertaining. He's got a like, he's another one of those guys who has a, a a huge following. Um, I think it, I think that one was legit a surprise. And <laughs> well, I, but I, and I think it was, uh, I think it came at an underwhelming moment, mm. like, like an uh, unexpected, right? Because I mean, it was Orange Cassidy versus uh, Adam Cole, unexpected, whatever. No one's expecting. I mean, I think they were mm-hmm. also expecting Gargano maybe mm-hmm. too um but yeah um i think maybe get you get past the gargano uh speculation show first and then you mm-hmm. have dan Housen show up because again it, it, to some people it's probably like is it johnny oh no it's <laughs> oh well, yeah it's dan Housen, but oh man we wanted johnny you know <laughs> well the thing is and i think dan Housen, from what i've known of him He's a great get for AEW because yeah. while he's not known for his wrestling, mm-hmm. but he has entertaining matches, but he's a very versatile character. Yeah. They can have him do funny skits on being the elite. That's you have true. a presence there. He can do funny interviews. He can mm-hmm. do funny comedic segments. Um, you know how they book him. That's going to be interesting because very similar to like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is a very specific gimmick character. Which yep. at times, you know, this Adam Cole feud has probably been really good for him. I know you and I talk, we're not in favor of Adam Cole having this type of feud. We think Adam Cole's better than this. Yeah. But for, for Orange Cassie, this has been great because he was what, in that endless feud with Matt Hardy for months. Yeah. Yep. So for Orange Cassie, this was a step up for him. Mm-hmm. But where do you go for Orange Cassie from here? So in the main event, Orange Cassie picks up the victory over Adam Cole. Shocking. Um, but since it was lights out, it doesn't take, it's a loss for Adam Cole, but it doesn't count against his record. So that's a little loophole AEW likes to do. Cause they did that for, yes. uh, Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa. They did that with yep. Kenny Omega against Moxley. Yep. They like to do that. Okay. So now, you know, lights out match. They do it to give one of their top stars a loss without affecting their win, win loss record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it was a decent match. It was okay. Yeah. The finish was kind of flat to me. Like, you know, they climbed to the top of the of the set. And, like, Orange Cassidy's, like, barely hugging Adam Cole. And Adam Cole's like, no, no, no. It's like, dude, you could totally break away from that. Orange Cassidy's not holding you that tight. But yet, Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy still just drops. They drop through the through the side uh, uh, floor there. Um yep. I did like how they shot it, though. They shot it looking up, and then you saw them crash down, but you don't yes. see what they went through. Exactly. They kind of learned from, learned from blood and from guts in Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny part is, after they land, the ref's going for the pin, and he slips because the wood just still caves yeah. out under him. But he makes a one, two, three. Orange Cassidy wins. I'm like, all right, let this be over now. Orange Cassidy yeah. finally got a win. Let's just move her step away. Adam Cole, do something bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was okay main event. Like I said, a little underwhelming, but let Adam Cole move on to bigger things now. I think this was a good yes. little temporary feud to keep since he's not in the main event picture right now, but he should mm-hmm. be in very soon. So, yes, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So with Orange Cassidy, though, how do you book him now? Like, where do you go with him? He's such a tough character to book because he's not, you know, intense. He's kind of nonchalant. Yeah. So how do you keep him interesting 
that I know he's popular, but how you book him, that's the question here moving forward. Yeah. Um and then uh um uh we gotta talk about the uh opening match though. TNT unif TNT oh. title unification ladder match. Yeah Cody Rhodes against Sammy Guevara, dude. Jeff Hardy against Edge. <laughs> I mean, one for the ages. Yeah. Amazing match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, between Cody doing the vertical suplex yep. with Sammy off the ladder, did the crossroads off the ladder, Sammy mm-hmm. uh, doing the cutter off mm-hmm. the ladder with Cody. That was beautifully shot as well and landed. Oh, yeah. um, do want to give a shout out to Ref Aubrey. Um, she 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 did her job well. She and yeah. she wasn't in the shot. But if you look, mm-hmm. she got down. She held down both ladders to keep it yeah. still. Because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh my God, Sammy looks so smooth." The ladders didn't fall from out from under him. Well, yeah. no, technically, Ref Aubrey Gotta give it up to Aubrey. Yeah, she was the <laughs> secret weapon. She did her part. Mm-hmm. She held down the ladders so Sammy mm-hmm. can jump over and hit the cutter off uh, Cody Rhodes. Yep. Um, and then he hit the Swanton di- Swanton bomb oh, on the man. outside. And hit- Sammy did on the Cody like that hurt his back that spot was crazy <laughs> that ladder said eh, eh. <laughs> uh, and then Sammy you know uh, picked up the victory uh, Cody you know fell off the ladder and, and Sammy grabbed both titles and mm-hmm. had them both and then later in the night we saw him walking around with both belt. I wonder if he'll keep doing it just keep both TNT titles around him I wouldn't be mad if he kept both titles I think that's actually pretty cool here's my one thing and I saw some people on Twitter I want to ask you so a lot of people were kind of complaining it's like you know Sammy hit that cutter mm-hmm. amazing cutter but that was not the finish no you and I we grew up watching DDP Randy mm-hmm. Orton you know guys who hit their version of a cutter and that's yeah. the finisher when that hits that yeah. is the finish and the over. match is over Sammy a lot of these guys Cody as well they use it just even well I guess Jay Lethal uses it too mm-hmm but it's just like a transitional move. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like the super kick now. It's just becoming just a regular move. I don't know. Exactly. What do you think about Sammy Guevara using that cutter on such a high-risk spot, but not being the finish? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I thought that easily should have put Cody out, especially mm-hmm. that high, that perfect. I, you you yeah. couldn't execute a move like that, that move specifically, any more perfect than than uh how sammy executed it so i thought that he definitely could have ended it on that a high mm-hmm. note it would have been great um but you know they, they gotta give more <laughs> it's uh and it's interesting though um so sammy wins cody uh cut like a promo was it after the um after they went off the air and said he's been working on a handshake deal. He still has no contract yet. So I kind of wonder if they took the title off him because of that. And, you know, I wonder if, and will he actually go to the Royal rumble now? (laughs) I think a lot of people are like, would he actually try to pull that off? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to (laughs) happen. I doubt it, but it's just fun to speculate on that part. Um, and then, uh, two things real quick. Um, Jericho, you you think Chris, the inner circle are falling apart? Jericho and Santana Ortiz, they've been they were taking on 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, but they were not on the same page. There was tension there. Yeah. Jericho at the end hit you know hit the Judas effect and walked away, and they still picked up the victory. But there's some tension there. Do you think inner circle is going to break up here? I think so, and I hope so. 
<laughs> it's due. Yeah, yeah. It's, totally yeah, it's, due. it's, it's, it's time. And it's time for Santana Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz to figure it out. Um, get back into that, you know, top tier tag team division picture. Um, hopefully win the tag titles. If not, I don't know. Their future might be in jeopardy as well. I don't know. Um, well, well, Santana Ortiz, they were like the hottest tag team coming to AW. Yes. Free agents. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done anything in two years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope they, they win here. And I think it's a good story beat. It's like, listen, you've held us back, Jericho. We're due for bigger things. So I can see that taking off there. Um yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Oh, CM Punk, MJF promo. So good. Once again. Yep. Um, You know, they're going back and forth, but MJF finally said, all right, I'll wrestle you next week in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, we're going to get this match next week? Not on a (laughs) pay-per-view? Next week. Yep. And then um, the pinnacle attack, CM Punk beat the crap out of him. I was shocked. Does CM Punk not have any friends? No one came out for the save. Mm-hmm. I was I, surprised too. And then, you know, MGF squats and sits on top of him cross leg. And I was like, yep. whoa. I mean, there's two ways people interpret that. Is he like seeing cross leg how CM Punk did for the pipe bomb? Or I saw on Twitter someone said, keep in mind, you know, CM Punk gets compared to Kenta because they both do the go to sleep because Kenta did the move first. Yep. But Kenta, remember, he <clears throat> did that same thing. He sat on, um, oh, my God, with the guy in New Japan with the eye. Yeah, the, uh, 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 Naito. Naito. He sat yeah. on Naito, cross leg on his face, and held up both titles when he was the double champion. Yep. So the symbolis uh the symbolism there, I was like, I kinda I wonder if it's a callback to that. And yeah. you know, cause Kenta gets compared to CM Punk's. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of interesting to see that. Yeah. So um but yeah, no, um, you know, solid episode of Beach Break. I thought the first half was a lot better than the second half. For um sure. anything else from Beach Break that stood <clears throat> out for you? Um Britt Baker's promo. That's right. That was another thing. I, I want to see Britt Baker wrestle more. I yeah. know that she's a good promo. I know that she's so good on the mic. Um, you know, miles ahead of, you know, the, the majority of the women on that roster. But I got to see her start racking up more wins. Hell, even if it's, you know, talent that, you know, even if it's AW Dark Talent, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see her rack up more wins um i don't i'm still wondering where jamie hater and and um rebel yeah reba reba Reba. i don't know what happened with that i don't know if i missed it or what but they're Mm. gone um but um yeah i i think i just want to see her start to wrestle a little more i don't want to have to wait until big specials and pay-per-views to see Britt Baker wrestle, especially if she's going to be there, right? Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is, um, you know, w- with Britt Baker, though, she cut the promo, but it didn't really accomplish anything. She was just more S-talking. I think um, she's just talking Ohio. at this point. Yeah. Because uh, she, she's from Pittsburgh. She's a Steelers fan yep. and the Cleveland yep. Browns in the same division. So she was talking crap to them. She brought yeah. her a terrible towel. 
mm-hmm. but did it really accomplish anything? Like it didn't really project your new storyline wise with a new opponent. So right. it's kind of like a wasted moment there. Right. Um, and there was another one. What was the other one? I mean, we saw Lance Archer is going to challenge uh hangman Texas death match. Texas death. Yep. But yeah, like I said, the second half fell a little flat with me. Yeah. Um, but the first half was a lot better. So, uh, all right, we covered a lot in this episode. We should start wrapping things up. I'm sorry we've been rambling for so long. Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? Well, Clicksters know they can find me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram at Within the Ropes. That's my show. It's coming back. I promise it's coming, you guys. Okay, <laughs> Within the Ropes. All right. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. Of course, for everything else, make sure to subscribe to In The Click wherever you get your audio at. Also on YouTube, follow us on social media at In The Click. If you want to email me, intheclick at gmail.com. As always, we thank you for the support. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.